0: Good morning, and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name's Tom Short, so glad to have you along today. As we get into the Word of God, talk about it, pray about it. And these words, the words we talk about, they are the words of God, and they are life-giving words. This morning, as I was preparing and the verses we're going to be looking at today, I just was thanking God. These are life-giving words. And I pray that today, as we look into the Word of God, these words will speak life and hope and faith into your soul. We've been talking about this spiritual growth process. Peter says that we are to we are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. But of course, we still live in this world with corruption and lust. And so we're being remade into the image of God, and we follow this process here that we see in 1st Peter uh, chapter Excuse me, 2 Peter chapter one verses five through seven. Let's read it now. For this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence in your moral excellence, knowledge in your knowledge, self control in your self control, perseverance in your perseverance, godliness in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love. That's the final one. We've been looking at this the last two weeks, and this is the final stage, shall we say, in this growth process. Now, to be clear, it's not like we arrive, because the very next verse, Paul writes, he says, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, indeed, each of these eight qualities, are to be ours, but they're to be increasing in our life. And I pray that as we've been going through this series the last two weeks, that each of these aspects in your life, they're, you're growing. They're increasing. They're becoming more prominent. And with that ultimate goal of becoming a partaker of the divine nature, which what do we see it is? The last, the last step here, love. This is the divine nature. Love. It's important that we understand that love is what God is wanting to develop in us. And I thought I'd take some time this morning and just look at the priority that this idea of love in our lives is given in Scripture. It's not a secondary issue, it's not peripheral. Let's look at some of these verses. There's so many of them, but I just chose a few this morning that, again, I say have been life giving to me. 1 Timothy 1 5. The goal of our instruction, Paul writes, is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. This is the goal. This is what we aim for. You want to know in the Christian life what do you aim for? Well, the divine nature, the eighth step here in this uh, of love the goal of our instruction, love. How about 1 Peter 4, 8? Above all, brethren, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. He doesn't say, don't forget to add this in. It's kind of, you know, if you think about it, this is an above all. This is a priority in our lives. Keep fervent in your love for one another. Keep your love alive. Don't Don't allow your heart to grow cold towards other people. It's so easy to do, isn't it? Everybody's been hurt by others. Everybody's had times that we just want to defend ourselves and uh, put up our defenses and stop loving people because sometimes you love people, you're giving them the capacity to hurt you. And he says, keep fervent in your love for one another. Indeed, keep that fire of love burning. Take those hurts to God. Take that pain to God. Allow God to give you strength and, and compassion and continuing to have that love. Remember, remember, all the disciples turned on Jesus, and he kept fervent in his love for them, and to this day continues to love us in spite of our shortcomings, failures, and at times betrayals even, letting him down. Keep fervent your love for one another. Romans 13:8. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Wow, do you think of this as an obligation we have? Owe nothing to anyone except to love them. That's what I that's what we owe one another. That's the as believers in Jesus Christ. This is the debt we owe to our fellow man. Our great commandment, as you know, is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. What do you owe your neighbor? You owe him love. And how we pray for this. It's so easy to not love your neighbor, isn't it? And of course, your neighbor, yesterday we talked about who is our brother. Well, our brother is those who are in the household of God. Our brothers are those who do the will of God, those who've been born again. We saw in yesterday's video. If you missed that, make sure and check it out. Uh, Search Tom the Preacher on YouTube and check out yesterday's video. I think it's entitled, Who's My Brother? But who's my neighbor? It's a different question. Jesus, when he was asked who's his neighbor, he taught the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he taught that that, that even that Samaritan to the Jew that would have nothing to do with one another— they were that was his neighbor. The, the Samaritan proved to be the neighbor to the person who'd been robbed and beaten along the roadside. Who's your neighbor? Well, our neighbors, everyone. Oh nothing to anyone except to love them. Boy, that's our debt that we have to humanity as believers in Jesus Christ. How about this? First Corinthians 13, actually, it's verse 13. I'm, I have the wrong reference there. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. Now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Oh, we want to have faith. You can't please God without faith. You want to have hope. That's how we keep going. But the greatest is love. And of course, this ends the great love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, where he says, if I speak with the tongue of men and angels, but don't have love, I'm just like a clanging cymbal and a noisy gong. If I give all my food to feed the poor. If I sacrifice myself, even get my body to be burned, but I don't have love, it profits me nothing. If I can speak with the tongue of men, all these things, it amounts to nothing without love. How about this one? The goal of the church. Remember, we're part of the church of the living God. And what ought to be the goal of the church? Paul said the goal of our instruction is love. Peter says the development of our characters to partake of this divine nature. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is talking about the church. Listen carefully. Look at where it all ends up. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, that includes all of us, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Remember, the joint's what fits the pieces together. You know, the elbow joint, you know, connects my forearm and my, my bicep. The joints are what holds the body together, the ligaments and joints. Being held to, being held together by what every joint supplies, according to the power working of each individual part, That's we all have something to do with this, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love this is what god is doing he's building the body to love one another you say but some of the people in my church aren't very lovable all right maybe you aren't either but we learn how to love one another we learn how to forgive one another we learn how to grow. We learn how to show grace. We learn how to show kindness. How to show mercy. We express the love of God for all of us, for all people. Don't love people just because they're lovable. You see, that's worldly love. Jesus said, even the tax gatherers and the and the and the, and the Gentiles love those who love them. How can He calls us even to love our enemies? Wow. We, you see, when we get to this eighth stage is divine nature. We're not, and and all that we've been talking about, we're not loving people because we see something lovable in them. We're loving because God has developed something within us. It is the overflow of our heart, just like Him. He loves us because He is love, not because we're so incredibly lovable. And this is what God is developing within us. As we go through these eight stages we've talked about, that include suffering and self control and perseverance and growth and knowledge and understanding and godliness, we grow in this love for one another. How about these other verses? Where are we here? A new commandment I give you that you love one another, even as I've loved you. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you lo- have love for one another. This was Jesus' last commandment. This is, this is what he was commanding and praying for on the last night he was alive. You might say these were some of his final words. A new commandment. You say, wait a minute, you've already commanded us to love. Well, no. The old commandment, you love your neighbor as yourself. The new commandment, you love one another. We love our brethren as Christ loved us. And finally, there's so many verses on this, but finally I'll end with, no one has seen God at any time. First John 4, 12. And the whole chapter of 1 John 4 is about love. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. Oh my goodness, what an exciting verse. What an an exciting, what a hope. If we love one another, we haven't seen God. But if we love one another, God's love abides in us. God's love is seen in us. God's love is perfected in us. It's been said that many people, the only Christ they'll ever see is us. The only way they'll know about the love of God is do we love them? oh, what a high calling we have. What a wonderful and exciting opportunity we have to show people the love of God. No, they haven't seen God, but if we love God's, God's love abides in us, in you. Hey, friends, let's have His love abiding in you today. Let's have His love perfected in you. Let's be models of His love. I'm reminded of a prayer time I had way back when I was 18 years old. I was walking home from a Bible study. It was about a two, three-mile walk from a friend's house down to my, my mother's house where I was living. And uh, and it was dark at night, and, and it was a long walk, and I just remember praying, Oh, God, make me an instrument of your love. And I particularly said, Lord— I pray that this is my prayer. I pray that no atheist could ever exist in my presence. Isn't that an interesting prayer? That no one could ever be an atheist if they were around me. And the reason they couldn't be an atheist is because they would have seen how God would have transformed me, selfish Tom, into a loving person. And that if they saw that life transformation from selfishness, corruption, and lust, as we talk about here, and as we talk about, you know, selfishness and the corruption of the world by lust, that if they would have seen that transformation to me being this partaker of the divine nature and exhibiting the love of God, God's love abiding in me and being seen in me, no one could ever deny the reality and existence of God. I hope that's I hope that prayer has been answered in me. I hope that prayer is answered in you. Father in heaven, we thank you for these life-giving words. Thank you that you love us. Oh, how we pray that we would be filled with the height and depth and width and breadth of the love of God, the love of Christ, that the love of Christ would so fill us that it lives in us and, and flows through us. This is the goal of our instruction. Lord, all that we when we come here and we learn each morning and we want to be growing in faith and we want to grow in hope and we want to grow in Christian character. We want to grow in our understanding and our knowledge. We want to be wise and discerning. The goal of it all is that we have a greater love for you and for others. Oh, Father, deepen our love for you and for others. Develop within us. Might you abide in the love of God, abide in us. And might God's love, might your love be seen in us. Oh, Lord, we renew this. I renew this prayer. Might anyone who knows me. Particularly if they knew me years ago, might they say, It's obvious, God is alive. Look how he's changed Tom into a person of love. Might it be said of each one of us, This is your commandment. Might the whole world know, might the whole world know that we're your disciples because of our love for one another. We bless you, Lord. We give you this day. We say we need your strength, we need your help, Lord. Fill us with your love and let it flow through us. We're just channels. We're just channels, Father, of the love of God. What an exciting calling in life you've given us. Oh, Father, help us. Help us with those that are hard to love. Help us to love those who hate us. Help us to love our enemies. Help us to love those who've hurt us. Make us rise above and be greater than all evil we would encounter and to overcome them in the ways of God. We pray and bless you, and we give you this day, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, like I said, these are life-giving words. The scripture is life-giving. I get fired up. I hope you do too. We need this every day. My wife and I are talking this morning about the importance of consistency. We don't want our Christian life to be up and down. We don't want to be the mountaintop and valley part of that consistency, part of that consistent joy and faith and hope and victory and love is to be getting into the Word of God every day. If you got trouble having a meaningful time in the Word of God every day, and a lot of us do, come here. Allow this daily time in the Word and prayer to minister to you, to bless you, to lift you up. This is not a substitution for your time in the Word. This is to supplement, inspire, encourage, and strengthen your personal time with God. Amen. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his power, his grace, and his love. If you're new, a special welcome. Glad to have you. I hope you just subscribe. Tell your friends, those here every day. I love you. God loves you too. And I thank you for being a part of it. Until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you, fill you with his love, love through you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.